0: Welcome to Life in the Fans Lane podcast on this Friday eve. Clark, how's it going over there? Other than your neighbors making a ton of noise as we're about to start this podcast. Attempt number three and I can still hear them. <laughs> yeah, attempt
1: number three. And, three for uh, Dale. <laughs> yep, and we, <laughs> we're just getting started. We literally got like 12 <laughs> seconds in two times in a row and had to start over. So
0: Yeah, that's uh, which I think you're pretty familiar with, aren't you? Twelve seconds yep. in, and you just got to take another swing at it.
1: That's how life is for me, man.
0: <laughs> no surprise there. <laughs> oh boy, this is going off the rails real quick, and we are thirty seconds in. So uh, we got to keep it on the rails here tonight. Uh, Clark, being the the busy guy that he is, he's got to take some phone calls here uh, for work before he uh, before he shuts her down for the night. But uh, that's part of the grind. Am I right?
1: Yeah, that's right, man. That's just kind of what comes with the sales job. And I completely forgot we were going to be recording tonight. And client was like, hey, can you take a call tonight at nine o'clock when I get off work? And I said, loans never sleep. I literally said this to them. I said, (laughs) loans never sleep. Uh, If you were working with a depository bank, you'd only be able to talk to them between nine and five, but that's why you're working with me. (laughs) And, uh... So we're we're calling at nine o'clock so that they can figure out their budget and uh, get to work on the spec home that is currently being built that they're going to buy. So.
0: Wow! What you should should have said was hell no! I have a podcast to record. You hear me? You can't call yep. me a, you can't call me at that time. Yeah, I have priorities.
1: I should have said that, but I didn't.
0: What is what is the post you have in your office? It's some movie theme, right? I can't remember. Game of Loans. Game of Loans. That's right. That's right.
1: Got me my face on Jon Snow's body, and it says Game of Loans. (laughs) Clark Snow. (laughs) That's right.
0: All right. Enough of our BS. What do you say we jump into our race review from the Nashville Super Speedway? Well, Clark, we had a triple header, and we were there in the Music City for the first time in nearly 10 years, and for the first time, the Cup Series race there. But before we get to the Cup Series, uh, let's talk about the Camping World Truck Series. Uh, Ryan Preece, uh of course. Ryan is a regular in the Cup Series on a week-to-week basis, but Ryan picked up his first NASCAR sanctioned win this past weekend, uh, driving the Hump Brothers uh, Pizza Ford uh, for David Gilliland uh, Racing. Um, and I guess that was a, a conjunction deal. Uh, Ryan drives a Chevy in the Cup Series, but Ryan is part of Kevin Harvick, uh, uh, Kevin Harvick Incorporated Management Group, and they kind of set that deal up. Um, Kevin Harvick drives a Ford, uh, David Gillen, uh, that team is a Ford. So uh, first race for Ryan Priest in that car, or in that truck, and he picked up the win. Uh, not, a, not a bad record to start in that, in that vehicle. Uh, followed by Todd, Todd Gillen, uh, son of David Gillen, uh, obviously, and Grant, Grant Enfinger. Boy, I'm not sure I can talk here tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm only about half a beer in, too. What's new? <laughs> the uh, point standings. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek uh, continues to lead, followed by Ben Rhodes and Austin Hill. The Xfinity Series uh, saw Kyle Busch absolutely dominating that race. Uh, we're seeing all these cup regulars make their way into the lower series this past weekend. Uh, But hey, they had to have the experience for the cup race, so why not, right? Uh, Kyle Busch led 122 laps of the 189 laps of the Xfinity race, followed by Justin Allgaier and Harrison Burton, and uh, this weekend, uh, when Kyle Busch won, that was actually his 100th Xfinity win. Uh, He had said a few years ago that when he got to 100, he was going to be done racing racing in the Xfinity series. Um, It's kind of yet to be seen how true that was. Uh, Um... Excuse me, it sounds like that uh, they maybe don't have any races sold for him next year. I guess maybe they are anticipating he'd go out there and, and get his 100th this year. But uh, Kyle Busch taking his M&M's Toyota Supra to victory lane on Saturday. Point standings, Austin Sindrick leads the points, followed by the Dinger and Daniel Hemrick in third. And finally, the Cup Series. Uh, this was a rough weekend for me, Clark. Uh we, we made a bet a few weeks back. Kyle Larson won, uh, what was it? Three races in a row. Am I right?
1: After winning two races and or three races in a row. So yes. win three after taking second yes. three races in a row. Sorry, Correct. that's what it was.
0: So that is what? Six, six top two, ten, uh, top two finishes. Uh, and I, I heard a stat that he has not finished worse than second since May. Um, So, Kyle Larson capturing the victory in the Cup Series, leading 264 of 300 laps. Just an absolutely dominating day for him. But uh, a feel-good story in second place, Ross Chastain getting his best Cup Series finish ever. And I think if we would have had a caution, he would have made a a damn exciting race uh, and possibly would have beat Kyle Larson for it. Uh, After Ross Chastain, William Byron took home the third position. And now to the point standings. Uh, Denny Hamlin continues to lead, but Kyle Larson has shrunk that point stand uh, shrunk that uh, points lead to just ten points as we head into this weekend's race at Pocono, and William Byron in third.
1: That's such an insane stat, by the way. Kyle Larson, with four wins on the year, is behind Denny Hamlin uh, in the point standings. Yeah. Denny must have won, well, he's won less stages as well. Mm-hmm. Kyle Larson's won 12 stages, and Denny Hamlin's won five. So just just a really weird stat
0: just kind of speaks to what what Denny's finishes have been like this year. Yeah, Denny uh, Denny, and that Joe Gibbs Racing and, and Toyota as a whole, they just have not had the season that they had hoped for. And um, we'll see if it turns around. I, I saw a bold... Bold prediction by uh, Fox analyst Larry McReynolds the other day that uh, that he predicted Kevin Harvick would not win this season. Can you imagine that going going to win in what I think 11 races last year and not even winning a single one this year? That's... Well,
1: at at this rate, uh, nobody else is going to win the, win this <laughs>
0: season except for Kyle Larson. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Kyle honestly picked up right where his his sprint car wins were, were stacking up, and it seemed like every time you log on Twitter, Kyle Larson was was winning in a sprint car and. Um, He is absolutely kicking some ass here in the Cup Series so far in 2021. With that being yeah. said, uh, I know with that... Oh, go ahead.
1: What uh, I was just going to say really quick, what Kyle Larson is doing is uh, probably making Michael McDowell pretty happy while he's sitting 16th <laughs> in the point standings with his win. He absolutely Just keep is. winning,
0: baby. Just keep <laughs> winning, Kyle. Get me in the playoffs. Right, right. That is that's a very that's very true uh, Mike McDowell is the biggest Kyle Larson fan right now So we know that I have to pay your car insurance um, thank God it's those Ohio premiums and not Michigan but uh, in terms of the rest of the fantasy how are we looking last week? Um, so last week I had Alex Bowman
1: you had Denny Hamlin uh, we had uh, a very close. Race as far as fantasy points are concerned, Denny Hamlin scored 22 points and Alex Bowman scored 23 points. Despite uh, Alex Bowman finishing several points ahead of or several places or positions ahead of Denny Hamlin, um, I believe Denny had some stage points that brought him up there with Alex. Um, so, yep, twenty twenty. I gained one point on you. And uh, narrowed the gap to 545
0: to 526. Wow. Gained, gained one point and a free month of car insurance.
1: Yeah, and it, honestly, it's like I'm Kyle Larson, basically, because I've gotten three wins to year one this year, but I'm behind in the point <laughs> standing. You're, you're <laughs> basically Denny Hamlin. I'm basically Kyle Larson at this point.
0: True, true well i gotta I gotta get back on track here um man I feel like you've uh you've really had a good few weeks and and of course that that hurt even worse now that i have to uh to pay your car insurance but I guess we'll let it slide and uh hope I can rebound this week at Pocono
1: yeah, like I said, man, just make sure you sell an extra case of green beans this week <laughs> so you can pay for my car
0: insurance <laughs> right that Ohio car insurance it's that cheap. <laughs> All right, well, let's keep this show rolling. Let's jump into our news segment. And the first piece of news that we have this week is a big one. Uh, We talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, Jeff Gordon, considering leaving the Fox Sports booth uh, come 2022, and that was confirmed this week that he will leave Fox Sports and he will become uh, uh, vice chairman of Hendrick Motorsports, uh, which puts him number two in charge to only Rick Hendrick. Uh, Jeff Gordon is going to focus on the competition and the marketing of of Hendrick Motorsports. And of course, uh, Jeff will eventually take over Hendrick Motorsports. Um, We'll have to see. Will it stay Hendrick Motorsports that that is so synonymous with NASCAR and Jeff Gordon and, and everybody else? Or will one day we see it turn into JGM, Jeff Gordon Motorsports? We shall see. Uh, NASCAR uh, picking up a huge award um, yesterday, actually. So I guess it's a, a good thing that we uh, we waited to uh, to record this podcast. But uh, NASCAR won the uh, Sports League of the Year award from uh, Sports Business Journal. Uh, huge award, uh, you know, that focused on what they did back in 2020. Um, with bringing the sport back from the pandemic and, and being more inclusive as a whole. And um, really the, the momentum that they were able to pick up throughout 2020 and 2021. So uh, NASCAR Sports League of the Year at the 2021 Sports Business Awards. Uh, Clark, we've talked a lot about Josh Berry the last few weeks. And, and I think even you didn't even know who he was. But uh, you paid attention, kind of kind of learned about his story a little bit. Uh, Big up-and-comer for for junior motorsports. Uh, The original plan with the Xfinity 8 car this year was to have Josh Berry and and, uh, some other drivers involved in that car for the first part of the year. And then Sam Mayer, uh, who I think just turned 18, uh, and 18 is the limit to running on some of the bigger tracks. Uh, Sam Mayer is going to take over the driving duties of that 8 car starting uh, this weekend at Pocono. Uh, after he uh, hit the age to run the series. Uh, so where does that leave Josh Berry? Um, Josh Berry is kind of out of a seat, except for bouncing back and forth between wherever he can um, and not having a ride. But uh, we've we've seen him in the 25 truck in, in the truck series and then also the 31 car for Jordan Anderson Motorsports. Um, and he is going to continue that this weekend um, in the 31 car. And, and Jordan Anderson uh, missed half of the season, or that race team missed half the season due to the, the way qualifying was for Daytona. Um, essentially, they, they had to qualify their way in, and then it, it rained, so they didn't get to race half the year, unfortunately. Um, since the last time they've had qualifying, or the first time they had qualifying since, they have been able to race that car into the field every week and, and actually gain some pretty significant points. So Josh Berry is going to continue, um, continue that charge in that 31. Oh, Clark, I know we talked about this last week and I I texted you again, uh, this weekend, but Nashville super speedway did not allow coolers, uh, again this weekend. Uh, it was deemed a, uh, quote health risk.
1: Um, yeah, I think
0: that's garbage. Um, and I think, uh, if you're, if you're looking at a, an actual health risk, um, how about 95 degrees and you can't bring coolers in and then you have lines that are taking 50 50, uh, 50 minutes to an hour to get through um, and, and people are, are struggling in the heat um, if you're gonna have uh, if you're gonna have these rules you better be able to have concession stands that can support it right absolutely yeah uh, I hope this is a trend we we do not continue to see um, we, we've continued to talk about this but um, we, we enjoy it, obviously, from, from the standpoint of, you know, we get to bring uh, maybe some beers in or some food or some snacks. Uh, but it, it really is a, a serious thing when, you, when you're out in 95 to 100 degree temperatures and you can't get a water, you know. So um, for the safety aspect of it and just the overall fan uh, piece of it, let's keep letting coolers into these racetracks. Alex Bowman, uh, we've talked about the year he's had, two wins on the year already, and, and just a great sponsor in Ally um, Financial. Uh, they announced uh, last week that they have signed Alex Bowman on to two more years uh, with Hendrick Motorsports in that 48 car. Um, I'm really liking Alex Bowman these days. He's, uh, he's a good up-and-coming driver, and, and Ally is a really good sponsor for the sport. So i um, really happy to see that deal be made. Racing. Uh we had talked about they are looking to enter the Cup Series next year, uh, but they surprised the, uh, I guess, the NASCAR World last week when they announced that they had obtained two charters, uh, and excuse me, remember, charters are, are what allows you to race and allows you to get uh, the most purse money when you're in a race. So College Racing, we expected to have them get one charter, didn't know where it was going to come from, but they actually obtained two charters. Um, And and there, some in the industry have said that uh, a charter is going for like eight figures right now, $10 million. Um, So pretty big deal for Colleg. And um, so Spire um, sold off two of its charters, but did keep one for uh, Corey LaJoy. And Colleg has also confirmed that Justin Haley is going to be the full-time driver for one of those cars, and then possibly AJ Allmendinger in a part-time ride. More on the charter news. Uh, GMS Racing, who races in the Truck Series, uh, came out of nowhere last week and said they had obtained a charter um, and that they are going to be racing um, in the Cup Series starting next year. Um, and actually, I'm checking my notes. I don't know that they have a charter. Actually, I think they might have just said they're racing. They're entering the Cup Series. I'd have to look back and see if they're um, uh, if they actually have a charter, but. Hey, another, another team entering the cup series. That's, that's definitely not a bad thing. Uh, Chase Elliott's spotter, Eddie DeHunt uh, has been uh, indefinitely suspended the last uh, three weeks um, for a, um, for suspected assault and battery charges um, that were brought against him um, from, from an incident uh, in North Carolina. Um, it sounded like last year, Um it came out this past weekend that, uh, the assault and battery charges, uh, were dismissed due to insufficient evidence, um, to warrant prosecution, um, and conflicting statements were made by the witnesses and, um, and basically they just, they couldn't, um, couldn't confirm it. So, um, Eddie DeHaan back up on the stand and, um, you know, good to have him back. And, and as I think we talked about on the show, but, um, you never want to hear about something like that, um, especially when it involves a female, like, um, and and domestic violence, right? So, um, glad to hear that. Um, it sounds like uh, it may have been a misunderstanding, and, and Eddie's going to be cleared there. Uh, next piece, Elvin uh, Kamara. Is that how you say his name, Clark? Kamara. Kamara, uh, and he played for the Saints. Am I right? He plays for the Saints. Plays for the Saints. Okay. Yep. So in addition to playing for the Saints, uh, he has officially joined NASCAR as the first growth and engagement advisor. Um, There's still a lot of questions of what that means, but I think you can probably connect the dots and, uh, you know, just looking at the overall growth uh, of the sport and engaging new fans, hopefully is what that means uh, for Alvin. Uh, The race at Nashville Super Speedway last weekend – great bit of news here was the first sellout for a nascar race since the 2020 daytona 500 uh and and i I know you and i watched that from your office so uh you know honestly it's pretty crazy to to see that that's the first time we've had full grandstands again really cool to see well
1: well, it's a good way to get the sport back to nashville
0: (laughs) yeah fill the stands absolutely uh any question uh that that NASCAR wants to be back in Nashville and NASCAR fans want them back in Nashville. I think that question has been answered this weekend. Good, good on all these NASCAR fans for showing up. That, that stadium only holds about 25,000 people, but Nashf- uh, Nashville Super Speedway added about 15,000 temporary seats. So awesome to see. Uh, Clark, you talked about Front Row Motorsports and Michael McDowell and, and the playoff um, direction that they're headed. Uh, they signed on new sponsor Horizon Hobby, uh, for that car, and and after doing a little research on this company, um, it looks like they do RC um, planes and cars and helicopters, boats, trains, a little bit of everything. So, um, pretty cool uh, looking looking business they have there. I, I looked into their website, and um, you know it's it looks like they sell those planes that you see on like America's Funny Some Videos where they come out of the air and they hit somebody in the head in the head, you know. But um, hey, another new sponsor to NASCAR and. Um, Good to see him jumping on for Michael McDowell, too. Not to spoil fantasy this week, but I almost picked Michael McDowell for fantasy. <laughs> he, he finished eighth at Pocono last year, believe it or not.
1: After you told me there was zero chance he'll get a win at the Daytona 500, you're going to pick him for, <laughs> for <Pocono>. fantasy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Stewart House Racing, another new sponsor welcoming them into the sport uh unibet uh sportsbook has joined on uh and he uh excuse me that sponsor is going to jump on the uh four car for kevin, Har- kevin harvick for two races this year uh the indianapolis motor speedway road course and fall martinsville races um, i know you're looking at the notes right there uh, pretty cool looking car actually completely different from what we're seeing on harvick's car too yeah yeah uh september 11th 2021 hard to believe, but that is the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and um, Clark, I'm sure you remember where you were at when that happened, and uh, I think we all do right, Um, but NASCAR has said that they are going to uh, call this year's Richmond Race Weekend the uh, Salute to American Heroes uh, presented by Toyota, um, which is pretty cool to see, and um, it's just hard to believe that it's been 20 years since September 11th. Mrs. Norfjord's classroom. No, oh, Miss Nordfjord. I Miss was Nordfjord. in. <laughs> I was in uh, Mrs. McGregor's class, so definitely remember <laughs> got it. Walked
1: down to the library and then uh, we got sent home for the day.
0: Mhm. I think we all sat there on the floor and watched it on TV, right? Yep. Yep. Hmm. Uh, last piece of news for this week. Uh, again, we're racing at uh, Pocono Raceway this weekend. Uh, It's actually a quadruple header uh, with ARCA, um, Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. um, And Pocono Raceway CEO uh, Nick Igdalski is actually going to be competing in the ARCA race this weekend. How cool is that?
1: That's pretty sweet.
0: I know, right? <laughs> I, I I remember one other person um, doing that, and it was uh, Clay Campbell, um, and he was the uh, president of Martinsville Super Speedway, or Martinsville Speedway, I guess I should say. Uh, that track is definitely not a super speedway. <laughs> <laughs> they should make
1: a Martinsville super
0: speedway. <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> Just a paperclip shape. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really but cool. But with long straightaways. Oh, oh you mean like um Auto Club Speedway in twenty twenty three. That's almost exactly what they're doing. It's gonna Oh yeah. It's, it's gonna have the, the straightaways the straightaways of Martinsville and the corners of Bristol.
1: Or like um it almost isn't uh i Racing super speedway almost like a paperclip <laughs> yeah, shape too. It is.
0: It is where you go 240 miles an hour down the straightaways. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, let's uh let's make Martinsville Super Speedway and model it after IRacing Super Speedway. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. <laughs> you kill people that way. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for our new segment. Uh, let's jump into the most fun segment of the show, In the Groove or In the Marbles. All right, Clark, first topic of the week here um i'm looking forward to this one because i don't know much about it but i think you do um voyeur voyager digital has announced uh and this this past weekend was their first race with landing castle uh but it is um going to be a hundred percent cryptocurrency nascar sponsorship for the rest of the year for landing castle and voyager digital um Seems like the first of its kind in a large capacity. We obviously saw Dogecoin um, on, on, on Stefan Parsons' car this week on the 99. Uh, but cryptocurrency and sponsoring NASCAR, Clark, in the groove or in the marbles? I'm in the groove on it. Um,
1: for m- many reasons. I'm actually kind of a crypto nerd myself, although I, I can't speak to knowing a ton about Voyager um but i know that i have talked with you in the past and i've been involved in mining cryptocurrency um i've been involved in buying cryptocurrency which uh you know landon castle states in this forbes article that you know he's been involved in mining he's been involved in buying and now he's involved in bringing them into the the sport of nascar um I think it's, I think it's really cool to see, um, crypto getting as big as it is. Um, and it's, it's time for them to start moving into a sport like NASCAR, um, to raise awareness, uh, for cryptocurrency, which obviously it's already becoming pretty mainstream, but, um, but yeah, so I thought the whole deal was really cool. Um, you know, I was looking at a different article than the one you had sent me, the Forbes article, um, and it basically kind of broke down, you know, how this deal is worked out. It didn't. It didn't give the exact specifics of, you know, how much uh, of each cryptocurrency he got um, for the sponsorship,
0: but. Well, I, I know it didn't give specifics, but it did say it was market value, so it's not like they're getting a discount on the sponsorship, from my understanding.
1: Right, right, and they're in it was it it was comprised of uh, three different cryptocurrencies, from what I read. It was comprised of Voyager VGX. They have a token themselves, um, which I don't know much about VGX. Um, but then it was also he also was paid in bitcoin which most people probably know bitcoin and um, litecoin so it it looked like he was paid in those three and i know a decent amount about litecoin and then obviously i know quite a bit about bitcoin just because it's the biggest uh, in the market in the cryptocurrency market but um, i think it's a really good move on their part honestly and. I've talked with my brother a little bit about this um, because other sports have athletes requesting to get paid in Bitcoin um, or in cryptocurrency. Like in the NFL, there's a couple different players who are uh, now getting their paychecks or maybe like their sign on bonus or whatever uh, paid to them in cryptocurrency. And the reason I think it's such a smart move is that it's it, it's obviously extremely volatile, right? Uh, cryptocurrency, can, cryptocurrency values can sway so much either way. You know, you, you see them go from like Bitcoin uh, just maybe a month and a half ago was valued at 60 some thousand. I think 60,000 was the height. And today, like just last week, you could have bought it for like 29,000. So what I think is really interesting about it is that these guys like in the NFL, for example, or even in Landon Castle situation, while they might be getting paid five Bitcoins today that are worth, uh, you know, if it's $30,000 a piece, he got $150,000 in, in Bitcoin, but if he holds it and their team holds it and then still just continues to run the car, like they don't need the money, and then they wait for Bitcoin to go back up to sixty thousand. That one hundred and fifty thousand dollar handshake Bitcoin deal just turned into three hundred thousand dollars. And possibly, you know, like I said, that happened in, the, in over the course of a month. Bitcoin went from somewhere around mid twenty thousands, I believe, to sixty thousand in like three weeks. So, so if how- they just kind of hold on to it, they can double the amount of money that. They had um, in that sponsorship deal, sell it off, and now that sponsorship deal that was handshake
0: worth 150 grand is now worth 300. But what happens if it goes the other way? Isn't that a huge risk for both parties involved?
1: Well, I think it and is. Actually,
0: and actually, I wouldn't even say both parties. I would say more of a, a risk for uh, JD Motorsports and Landon Castle, right? I mean, because um, I, I can't imagine Voyager would be out anything, right?
1: No, Voyager's just out. Like if they just transferred, like if they agreed five bitcoins, they gave them five bitcoins mm-hmm. at today's market value. They thought that was worth the sponsorship. After that, it's on uh, Landon Castle to and and his team to figure out when's when's the right time to sell it. Yes, it's a big risk, but if you don't think that your team's gonna go under tomorrow, I think it's a genius move. Um, mm. And you're starting to see like. Um, the Dallas Mavericks, for example, and Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban was a huge critic of Bitcoin or of cryptocurrency early on. Um, and now he just started accepting like Dogecoin and I believe Bitcoin and I believe some other cryptocurrencies at the Dallas Mavericks stadium. But in my opinion, that's genius because what what, is, what can you do if you're accepting uh Dogecoin, and you're the Dallas Mavericks, like you're you're Mark Cuban, right? You're most likely never going to run out of money, anyways. I wish I was Mark Cuban. So, right, <laughs> everybody does. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, you're most likely never going to run out of money, so why not sell a beer for Dogecoin, right? You've got beer in your stadium, so normally you'd be selling this beer for twelve dollars. Why not sell it for twelve dollars worth of Dogecoin in today's market, and then hire somebody for forty thousand dollars a year or whatever it is, some smart crypto nerd, uh, like to yourself. sit there, mm-hmm. right, and in law lo- and have it logged what the market price was when you sold that beer. So the market price was, uh, let's say, twenty five cents for Dogecoin. So they sold the beer for. Twelve dollars divided by the twenty-five cents per Dogecoin, so however many Dogecoins that is, so that'd be four times forty-eight Dogecoins. You sell the beer for forty-eight Dogecoins, and then you have this this nerd just sitting here waiting until uh, Dogecoin goes up to fifty cents. Then you sell that beer for uh, twenty. You just sold that beer for twenty-four dollars, um, as opposed to selling it for twelve. But at the time when the person bought it. You sold it for $12. They just, you know, they paid you $12 mm-hmm. worth of Dogecoin. And then you sold it for a profit. And if you, if you have the money to where your companies never, I shouldn't say never because companies can go under, um, even if they have a lot of money. Uh, but if you don't feel like you're in a position where you need the money now, you absolutely need it now. Then I think it makes sense for, you know, like Landon Castle to do this because he can kind of bet on himself to make the right decision and never sell for a loss. Now, could Bitcoin go to zero tomorrow? Could VGX go to zero tomorrow? Could Litecoin go to zero tomorrow? Absolutely. That's, you know, the same with any investment. Um, But I think at this point, cryptocurrencies are mainstream enough. Um, to where it's not gonna floor completely, it might lose a lot of value. And that's somewhat normal for any market, any investment you make. If you look at the stock market, stock prices go up, stock prices go down. They don't always go up, right? Um, they, They go up and down and so essentially, you just have somebody sitting there and say, okay, we're never selling our dogecoin at a loss because we have plenty of US dollars or plenty of capital. uh, And we're going to wait, we're going to time these things at the right time. And we're going to sell these beers for $24, but this person is still only paying $12 for it. And at the same rate, you could probably even offer, like in, in the Maverick situation, you could probably even offer somebody a discounted price if they pay Dogecoin for it, because you know you're going to make it up on the back end. When the value of Dogecoin goes up, you're going to sell it for more than what they paid for it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's a very interesting. Uh, like cryptocurrency in general is just very interesting <laughs> to me. Um, and I think it's... Uh, You know, there's obviously concerns with like the environmental concern sides of mining it and things like that. Um, But at the end of the day, I think it's kind of here to stay. And I think it's probably one of the smartest moves in, in, I think that's probably bold to say, but it's probably one of the smartest moves, sponsorship moves in the history of NASCAR, in my opinion. And I don't know that much about NASCAR sponsorships, but and I don't know all of the details of what he got as far as you know value is for Bitcoin. If he got ten bitcoins, or if he got one bitcoin, or if he got a quarter of a bitcoin, or whatever. Um, but if he got a decent amount of cryptocurrency, and they and they play this outright, they could turn you know a small sponsorship deal of let's call it you know fifty grand a race or something like that. He could he could turn that into hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, if they time everything right and sell it off at the right time. So, um, I don't know. I think it's a I think it's a genius idea, and there's there's a reason why athletes in other sports and uh, the the masterminds behind some of the the major sports um, teams are starting to either ask to get paid in cryptocurrency or they're accepting cryptocurrency as a form of payment. Uh, and it's, it's in my opinion, for that reason specifically that they can, okay, you know, I got paid my million dollar paycheck for playing football this week. But, uh, in six months from now, if the market goes through the roof, um, you know, I might have just gotten paid ten million, <laughs> um, and if it goes down, you know I already got paid several million dollars, and I'm gonna live the rest of my life okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. So yeah, I um I I'm in the groove on it. I think it's a a really cool um uh, new way to to look at NASCAR sponsorship, and I also think it it it's um attracting a new crowd, new demographic. We talk about demographics on this show a lot. And how do we get more people involved in the sport? You may not be a NASCAR fan, but uh, maybe you're involved in mining. Um, in, in I don't know if I got the term right here. Mining cryptocurrency or mining Bitcoin? Cryptocurrency, right? Yeah, mining crypto. Because okay. you, so, you can mine Bitcoin. You can right? mine any type of, okay. or
1: not any kind, but most kinds of cryptocurrency you can mine.
0: Right, so... Maybe you're just into that and you, you're interested in seeing, you know, the Dallas Mavericks um, taken on as a, as a form of a payment. Um, now you see NASCAR and, and a team and this driver who, like you mentioned from this article, has been very involved in um, cryptocurrency as it has got more popular. Um, you, you, see this, you see these things happening and you, you become invested in it and, and you are interested to see where this goes. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for for the sport and for Landing Castle and and JD Motorsports and, of course, Voyager Digital to introduce themselves um, as a a company as well. So um, as I mentioned, Dogecoin has been in NASCAR before, but never on a a big scale. Um, Excuse me. um, Voyager Digital didn't just sign on for one or two races. They signed on for the rest of the year for Landing Castle. So um, you probably don't know a whole lot about Landon Castle, but um, but Landon got like a great opportunity in NASCAR when he was like really young. Probably 2006, 2007, he was driving for Hendrick Motorsports in the um, Xfinity series. And you know sponsorship fell apart and and um, deals just didn't work out. Um, and now here he is. He's only 31 years old. Um, and if this were something that were to work out, I could see Voyeur Digital saying, man, this is awesome. Let's take this to the Cup Series. We we want a top-tier ride. And Landon Castle is still young enough and he's talented enough, you know, where a lot of people think if he were to get a get another shot in a in a good ride, he takes care of his stuff, he brings home his cars in one piece, and he does a does a good job for whatever team he races for. So who knows where this could go for Landon Castle? And good for him for taking it um, like on the personal side and, and moving it into the business side and his racing career. Um, this didn't just resonate across the the sports world or NASCAR world. Um, this article was, was presented by Forbes. So this is a pretty big deal um, for Landon Castle and, and this race team. So um, really, really cool, 100% in the groove um, to, to getting this new form of currency into the sport, and, and hope hopefully we see it continue.
1: Yeah, and... In closing, I mean, I think it's it's a genius idea, like you had said, um, on Voyager's part as well. Um, you always want these sponsorship deals to work out, like Ryan Vargas had said when he was on. You always want these to work out for both sides, um, and I think it. I think it's huge for Voyager to be on this car uh, for the rest of the year, just because like I said, I'm a crypto nerd myself and I don't know much about Voyager. Um, And so I think it's gonna, it's, I'm sure I'm not the only crypto nerd that uh, watches NASCAR. And essentially what this is going to do is most likely it's going to improve the value of their own token, the VGX that I was talking about, which, which is, you know, a, obviously a great thing for anybody who holds it and it the as the price rises and it gets more and more uh media attention more and more people buy it and that's what ultimately forces the the price to rise and then really quick one of the things that i thought was cool about voyager um when i was reading the article is that they're actually a platform that will pay you interest just for holding your your cryptocurrencies on their platform. So huh. it's almost like a like a bank, except you get paid uh, pretty sizable interest. Like I think it said, uh, for if you have a Bitcoin, you get paid six in a, or if you have some Bitcoin on their platform, you get paid six and a half percent annual interest on just holding your Bitcoin in there, which six and a half percent, if you've got one Bitcoin, um, and let's just say it's valued at $60,000, uh you know six percent of that is gonna be thirty six hundred bucks. Uh and then you get another half percent there, which is another three hundred bucks. You get thirty nine hundred dollars just for holding your Bitcoin on their platform. Um you know that's a that's a pretty sizable way to like hedge your investments. If Bitcoin goes down by uh, six and a half percent in a year, but you got paid six and a half percent interest on it. You may you net zero dollars there. <laughs> um, right. You know. So even even if it's at a loss and they're paying interest, if you're holding Bitcoin at a loss and they're paying you interest on it, you know that's a that's a pretty cool thing. So, um, and there I did read that it said that some other coins, I believe, including VGX, their own their own token, if you hold it on their platform. Uh, they're going to pay you up to, I believe it's a 10% interest. So again, if you've got a Bitcoin at 60 grand, that's $6,000 you just made for holding it on their platform for doing nothing, essentially. So, um,
0: Wait, is, very is, this,
1: cool. is, this a, is this a paid advertisement for Voyager right now? <laughs> well, hey, this is what they get when they get into the sport of NASCAR and you've got a crypto nerd that uh, just happens to be on a podcast.
0: Uh, nerd! I think it's very cool. What a nerd!
1: <laughs> I think it's very cool, but we can move on to the next topic because I, I can probably talk about this stuff all day. And, we're we're going to have to
0: start a uh, cryptocurrency podcast for you.
1: <laughs> not, not everybody is as interested in this stuff as I am, I'm sure. So we should probably move on.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's really interesting. And it's, uh, I, hey, hopefully, hopefully more companies get involved um, and, and bring it to the track.
1: I'd love to see Ethereum get on a car.
0: Hey, tweet them, tweet them, and and (laughs) say, "Hey, your competitor's out here here doing it." So join the sport. (laughs) Next topic: uh, SRX uh, Superstar Racing Experience. Uh, We saw in the debut at at Stafford Speedway, uh, NASCAR wheel and modified six time champion Doug Kobe won against all the superstars in the SRX debut. Uh, It was announced this week that uh, Doug Kobe is going to get a ride with GMS Racing. Uh, in the twenty-four truck at Bristol Motor Speedway later this year, uh, Clark Doug Kobe getting ride uh, at uh, not the top level of NASCAR, but one of the three top levels of NASCAR in the groove or in the marbles.
1: In the groove, uh, this is you know this is essentially now I don't know that Tony Stewart's gonna love it, but this is essentially what um, other platforms of racing are. Essentially, four right is to help people get to the top level um, or some of the top levels in racing. And I know you had talked about it a lot um, early on in the podcast about how you thought that we sh- we shouldn't be broadcasting during a pandemic. We shouldn't be broadcasting i racing because you'd rather just i race if uh, than than watch people virtually race. Um, although since then we've you know, watched the, you know, the the street race at Chicago and, and stuff like that. But you had mentioned early on that instead of doing that, why don't we go to some of these short tracks that are what really ultimately the sport is all about, right? Getting young people into the sport, not necessarily always young people, but allowing young people to work their way through these short dirt tracks or these short asphalt tracks or these short concrete tracks or whatever they are um, and make a name for themselves, learn how to gain sponsorship, uh, learn how to race. And then why don't we, why don't we give them bigger and bigger stages instead of promoting iRacing is what you, what you had mentioned. And then, you know, here comes SRX our uh, SRX, you know, SRX right to af-
0: save the day.
1: Yep, shortly after, uh, you know. Well, I don't know if it was shortly after. I'm sure the SRX was in the works when you, you and I had the conversation. If not already like a done deal, um, but you know, then here comes SRX and they're they're going to these short tracks and they're they're attracting. I think we we had highlighted it. I think like 1.2, 1.3 million viewers for that first SRX
0: race. Very exciting race, uh, and, and very, and, co- and uh, I just wanted to say first race 1.3 million, and the second race 1.2, so uh, still over that 1 million mark. So, um, yeah, absolutely great numbers,
1: yeah, and just what a great way to get like other you know these guys' names out there. And now I know like a lot of these guys that are in SRX, um have already made a name for themselves, you know, Marco Andretti, Tony Stewart,
0: Michael uh, Waltrip, Michael, Waltrip. Elio Castroneves. Yeah, absolutely. Hey,
1: Haley Deegan. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like a lot of them have already made a name for themselves, but I, I think this is a perfect example of what, what broadcasting these smaller track races, uh, does for somebody because I couldn't have told you who the hell Doug, Doug Kobe was, mm-hmm. uh,
0: before you know this so yeah well very, very cool yeah i'm in the groove um i'm in the groove as well and there, there was no uh sponsorship or anything like that announced for him but if, if he's getting a getting a ride at, at gms um this quickly after srx you you have to think that somebody saw him and said man i want to put that guy in a in a top level ride see what he can do at a, at the nascar level right um yeah, I, I am so in the groove on this with the fact that Doug Kobe comes from local short track, hard nosed racing and and is the uh, champion at Stafford Motor Speedway. Um, in uh, I'm sorry, in the uh, NASCAR Wheelin' Series Modified Series. Um, of course Stafford Motor Speedway is included in that, but um, he he's worked his way to be coming a lower tier champion, a six-time champion, uh, with 28 wins. Uh, but he seems just fine doing what he's doing. Right. Um, he has the passion for racing. Uh, he he's winning championships, winning racing or winning races. Uh, he doesn't need a a NASCAR start, but because of what he did in that SRX race, he's going to get that chance to race, um, again at Bristol motor speedway, completely different car. I, I would be shocked if he wins the race. Um, but can you imagine if he does go and win the race? Um, after you know, he, he's raced uh, in in the Wheeland Modified Series since 2002. Um, that's nearly 20 years ago, and he's just been racing on a local level. And actually, doing doing a little research on him, um, he is uh, he's a real estate um, person. <laughs> he's uh, I think he's a real estate agent. If not, he he owns his own real estate company. Um, we need to get him in the, get him
1: on the podcast. Yeah. Sounds
0: like that would be a, that would be a pretty unique, um, uh, cross segment there just of, of how, how do you balance being a race car driver and a real estate agent? Right. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. That is awesome. So, um, but as you mentioned with it being, I hear you clicking over there, you're probably researching him right now, trying to get him on the podcast. <laughs> Um, I'm just scrolling you're, on try, the notes. <laughs> you're trying to, you're trying to get some business over there. You're trying to scrounge up some business. Always working. Um, so as you mentioned, to see him come from the grassroots level and you see the the local support and the the, um, the fans that he has already, he's gonna he's gonna be on the big stage, but he he's worked his way up and he's getting a golden opportunity. Um, and that is what NASCAR was born on. Um, I think that's why it bugs the hell out of me when we talk about charters and, you know, you're, you're buying your, your rides and buying your way into sport with, with sponsorship and everything like that. And, and I get that that's the business climate we're in. Um, but I miss the days where these drivers could show up to the racetrack with, with the, uh, the race car that they, they built at home and and compete against, um, the big dogs out there. This is, this is truly an underdog story. Um, and it's, it's a really cool one at that. Um, so a hundred percent good for Doug Kobe, And, uh, you know, he made the most of an opportunity he got in front of 1.3 million people in the SRX series. All right. Last topic, uh, in the Groover and the Marbles, uh, Pocono Raceway announced that, uh, Pocono Organics, uh, CBD is going to be the sponsor of the, uh, Cup race, one of the cup races this weekend. I I don't think we've even mentioned that it's a, a double header this weekend. Um, but CBD or Pocono Organic CBD is going to be sponsoring the race on Saturday. Um, it marks the first time uh, a CBD product has uh, has sponsored a NASCAR race or or NASCAR team or driver, um, and it was actually against um, NASCAR policy to do so. But a tweet from Bob Pocaris uh, clarifying. Uh, why that was allowed, um, states this. Again, this is from Bob Pockers on Twitter. Uh, NASCAR says it allows CBD sponsorships, but they have to be in accordance with federal guidelines of CBD being legal if it contains less than 0.3% THC. The Pocono Organics product was lab tested, passed, and approved per NASCAR policy regarding any potential CBD sponsorships. Um, I also saw another note that NASCAR uh, changed this ruling back in 2019. Um so Clark CBD sponsorships and and uh more of the likes in the groove or in the marbles.
1: In the groove, man. Um any industry that is legal that wants to put their name in in uh NASCAR and and grow their business. See what I did there? Grow their business. <laughs> oh. Um any, anybody that does the, or any businesses that, you know, are legal businesses that want to be in the, involved in the sport and want to pay money to sponsor the sport, uh, more power to them. You know, I think it's a good way to get uh, CBD products uh, out there or get get, you know, uh, Pocono Organics name out there. I, I don't know much about them. Um, never have heard of them before today. Um, so it is a good way to get their name out there, right? Um, and I,
0: and I, I give I give NASCAR credit, too. I mean, they, they did a lot of tests, and, and they did a lot of research um, to, to weed out who works and who didn't.
1: <laughs> I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Just know but I'm, yeah, always, that-
0: I'm always better than you.
1: <laughs> they really set the bar high here you know, by <laughs> making sure that they test and weed out all of the uh, issues or potential uh, legalities uh, here. So no, I, I think it's good. Um, I, as far as CBD products are concerned, I don't know much about them. I do know that a lot of people uh, say that they're very good for pain um, and I know that like people have gotten like the I know several people who have gotten like the dog treats and stuff like that for a dog that's
0: in pain or whatever for um, for and themselves seems... eating the, eating their own dog treats
1: right mm-hmm. right right and you know from what I've been told it seems to like magically heal these animals um, and like really like brings the spark back in their life. And so you know, I'm all for it. I guess um,
0: why not? Uh, doing doing a little research earlier on this, uh, the CBD industry uh, market value in 2021 is 3.5 billion dollars. Uh, revenue forecast by 2028, 13.4 billion dollars. Um, how can you not be in the groove on this? Right. Um, little backstory, uh, NASCAR actually denied a cannabis, uh, sponsorship back in 2017. Um, it was really the first of its first of its kind. Um, and, and it was denied and it was made pretty public. Um, that, you know, why are we denying sponsors, right? If a sponsor wants in, then let them in. Um, obviously there's parameters to that. Um, you know, you can't, you can't put, I don't even know where to go with that. You just can't put certain things on a race car that's being advertised on TV, right? Um, Clark, as, as you know, um, I've just, you know, I, I guess I've felt strongly about, I guess, cannabis and, and, and pot and CBD and everything like that in the past. Um, even, even myself, I've kind of changed my opinion on it and you learn more about it and, and you, um, yeah, you just become more educated on, it, I guess, and to see to see that um, we are going to allow um, Pocono Organics to to jump on board with this race um, on Saturday, I think it's a big step for the sport of NASCAR. And as I mentioned a few minutes ago, why would you turn a, a sponsor away that wants to be involved in the sport as long as it's something that is legal and and is accepted um, and you know, is obviously a huge industry. Uh, yeah, why I think why that's, wouldn't you? I, th-
1: <laughs> I think that's the key. Like we don't want the, the Coca-Cola six hundred to become the cocaine six hundred, you know? Like, <laughs> like it's gotta be <laughs> it's gotta be illegal.
0: <laughs> Boy, if that if that was more appropriate, that would be the name of this episode. <laughs> the cocaine six hundred. <laughs> Yeah, like I think that's kind
1: of the key here is if it's I think you and I are like on the same page Mm -hmm. here with if it's something that's, you know, past federal guidelines and the federal government and state governments Mm -hmm. have have accepted it as something that in this case helps people like with health issues. uh, Why would we why would we not? Yeah uh, allow them, you know, and, and, and I've, then like yeah, you, I've tried, the, I've tried the, CBD
0: myself. It's great. I mean, just like a CBD rub, you know, if you have like a, like a pain or, you know, my first experience with CBD was like selling CBD drinks, um, CBD sodas. Um, you know, and that kind of changed my mindset on it as well and, in learning about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, and, and, uh, <laughs> honestly, probably one of my favorite, uh, like lotions or hand sanitizers is, uh, hemp. The stuff is incredibly expensive, but, um, it smells great and it's, uh, comforting too. So.
1: Yeah. And then, and then you did mention, like, obviously there's a, there's a huge opportunity for these, these types of businesses to enter the sport with, with where their market cap is and their expected revenues and things like that. So why not let them advertise their products, In a demographic where it's probably already relatively accepted, I don't know Uh, what you're talking about. Not to be not to be stereotypical or anything of NASCAR fans, (laughs) but why not let them bring the money to the demographic that they're probably looking for?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, really cool. Uh, You know, that's the second conversation we've had, right? With, uh, of course, cryptocurrency and then CBD. pretty big industries uh, wanting to get involved in NASCAR and and why why turn them down it's uh, it's it's a turning of a page and um, a new leaf of of how we look at NASCAR sponsorship and you know where we (laughs) that that was actually not on purpose a turning of a leaf (laughs) Um, I promise you that was not on purpose actually Um, yikes the the puns and dad jokes just come along without even any effort (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's embarrassing. Um, you know, it's uh, in in the days of where you would have uh, Home Depot and, and Lowe's and, um, what do I want to say, car dealerships or, or car manufacturers like Dodge sponsoring a car, um, it's the, the consumer or, or Miller Lite, right? Like Miller Lite or uh, Co- Miller Coors only sponsors one race a year now. Um, they used to do a full season Um, the consumer demand has, has shifted greatly and you know, I no we, we also allow spirits. It's just a lot of like spirits have not joined the sport. Like Jack Daniels used to be in here. Crown Royal used to be in the sport. They, they're just not here anymore, but you saw like Dixie vodka on Cole Custer's car the other day. Um, so they're still allowed. Um, they just don't do it. The only thing that they don't allow is, um, tobacco sponsorship um like like winston used to be the um the title sponsor so they don't allow that anymore but um it really if is I'm, mm-hmm.
1: if i'm not mistaken i
0: think that's actually a federal guideline it is, for tobacco yes. you yep. can't, advertise can't advertise it
1: on tv it. right so right so it's not nascar that ran them out it's the it's the dang government <laughs>
0: that damn government can't put can't put joe the camel on your uh on your race car anymore is it joe the camel or joe camel i can't remember i don't know dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, so very cool um hopefully we see more of it and hopefully see uh some race cars uh covered in in cbd sponsorship as well very nice so All right, Clark, well, that is it for In the Groover in the Marbles. Uh, We have two Pocono uh, races coming up this this weekend. And, uh, well, two Cup Series, I I guess I should say. As I mentioned, we have a a quadruple header um, of the likes for the Tricky Triangle. Uh, They call this the Tricky Triangle because there is no fourth turn. It is just literally shaped like a triangle out there in the Pocono Mountains. Uh, You know, I know your girlfriend lives out there. I was actually considering, you know, we should we should take a trip, go visit Pocono. Um, Yeah, that would
1: be that would be fun. One time,
0: I would agree. I you know, I never wanted to go to Pocono, and then the last few years, I'm like, you know, Pocono is actually kind of a cool track. I I don't think I'd mind going. So. Yeah, um, go see three left turns. Yeah, Why not? Right, right. <laughs> so let's start off with the Camping World Truck Series this weekend. Uh, because we are recording this on a Thursday, we do have the starting lineups already. Uh, truck Series, looking at another 40, uh, I'm sorry, a 39 truck field. Uh, Todd Gilland winning the poll, followed by Zane Smith and Ben Rhodes. Um, of course, that is set by the, uh, the NASCAR um, formula for, for uh, starting positions still. Uh, when there is no practice, uh, we did have uh, practice and qualifying at Nashville last week, uh, where Eric Almarola finally turned his season around, by the way, and uh, got himself a pole. Dude's having himself the worst season of his career, and he just goes out there and rips the pole. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yes, onto the Xfinity series. Uh, Harrison Burton nabbing the pole this week, followed by Justin Allgaier and a- uh, AJ Allmendinger. And we are looking at another 40-car field for the Xfinity Series. Um, I, you just can't beat the Xfinity Racing right now either. Xfinity Series uh, car counts and racing, and it's really good to see. Uh, and then finally onto the Cup Series. Uh, Kyle Larson, after his dominating win uh, last weekend, uh, he is going to start first, followed by William Byron and Kevin Harvick. Uh, Clark, one notable that we did not mention earlier, and I apologize, it's, it, it definitely was not biased. I meant to put it in the notes. Uh, Chase Elliott was disqualified from uh, last week's event at Nashville after they found five loose lug nuts on the uh, on the car after the race. Um, I know that he complained of having a loose wheel towards the end of the race. Um, and... I found it interesting that there is no crew suspensions for four. There is if there's two. The crew chief is uh, suspended if there's two, but not four. Um, if if that wheel were to come loose, that um, excuse me. So if the wheel were to come loose, he could have lost his his crew chief and his crew for the next race. I don't know what they do in that case. I guess they just pull a. a practice crew and put it on the car for the next race Um, he just gets out of the car and changes all the (laughs) himself (laughs) that's (laughs) pits pits it himself exactly that's what happens (laughs) so uh yes he was disqualified from the race uh he finished 13th uh but after the disqualification he actually finished dead last only scoring one point, uh, he did lose all of his stage points as well. Uh, that is part of the rule. Uh, I did not realize that uh, when he got disqualified. That not even the stages count um, at that point. Um, so pretty wild. But um, you know, he I know he tweeted, uh, "Man, I should have just let the car wreck." But as I mentioned, if he would have lost the wheel, um, he could have uh, could have lost his crew for the week as well. So Clark. Um, Again, we have two races this weekend, um, and the starting lineup is obviously, as I as I mentioned here, determined by a formula for the first race, but the second race on Sunday is actually going to be an invert from the top 20, um, so 21 through 40 on Sunday uh, is actually going to start 1st through 20th. I'm sorry, 21 through 40 on Saturday is actually going to start 1st through 20th on Sunday. So it's going to completely invert the first part of the field, um, which will make um, a pretty interesting first part of the race on Sunday.
1: I see why you... I see why you... I know what your fantasy picks are, and I see why you did what you did here.
0: You don't need to know why I, I did what I did. Matty Matt e. D just you need to... Mind, to you s- need to mind your own damn business.
1: manny d just happens to start 21st you leave that that part of things out and you pick him so he's gonna be starting first
0: (laughs) no 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 it's it's our finishing positions i mean
1: oh okay yeah yeah all right i got you yeah
0: yeah but still don't worry what the hell i'm doing you just mind your own business yeah so and since you spoiled my pick so uh let's jump in to our fantasy picks uh really uh, quick though be, before <laughs> before we move on you, this, already, you already ruined that, my my picks that
1: that makes things super interesting
0: yeah because
1: in the in the Saturday race you're if you're at the tail end of the pack you're still racing for your
0: Sunday starting position right uh am i right in saying that i think so i just want to make sure i have that right the lineup for Pocono on Sunday will be invert top 20 from Saturday. And for 21 through 40 will be the same as Oh, okay. My apologies. The top 20 will invert on Sunday. So, 20th will start first. That makes more sense. So, you're not going to have Quinn Huff leading the field to to the green on Sunday. So, it'll but actually it, be it'll actually be the 20th place driver starting first. My bad.
1: It it still does make Oh yeah. Like, things very interesting because what if you're sitting like P16 do you say the points are aren't really worth it in this race I'm going to try to try to take 20th mm-hmm. and slow down so you can start on the pole for the race tomorrow or same same thing if you're sitting P22 it's like oh crap I got to make up two positions really quick so I can start first yeah
0: <laughs> tomorrow it, it's definitely an interesting question i mean like I wouldn't think you would. I wouldn't think you'd go lose four or five positions, but if you feel that it's more of a benefit to you know start first on Sunday and, and get out there and get in the clean air, then it very well could be. I mean, we talk a lot about this rules package, the the high downforce and uh, 550 horsepower package. And, and by the way, I loved everything from Nashville this week with the higher uh, horsepower, low downforce. Um, we talk about this package and, and the dirty air it creates. Um, it, it could be, you know, you get out in front and you... Uh, you just pull away because you're in clean air, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I guess the more interesting side of
1: that is maybe people aren't going to be trying to drop back, and I'm sure NASCAR will probably try to penalize them if they do somehow. Yeah. Um, but they do. They do, they the, do have
0: a hundred percent rule.
1: Yeah. So I would think the uh, the more interesting part of it is if you're in twenty first trying to run down that twentieth place mm-hmm. driver because it sounds like. I I might have heard you wrong, but it sound it almost sounds like twenty-first through fortieth
0: uh, invert as well. So uh, no, twenty I might have said it wrong the first time. Twenty-first through fortieth um, will be the same as the finishing position. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. I so so really but, first through twentieth is, is what really matters.
1: Right. And yep. so that, that makes a ton of sense. I mean, if you're 21st, you're either that's a 20 position difference. If you can get one one position in the race on Saturday, so it's going to make right. that that middle of the pack to back of the pack yeah. racing. It's going to make it uh, almost like there's two races going on at once.
0: You know, trying to yeah. trying to finish first for it, tomorrow, especially if we get to the ra- uh, the end of the race and there's a late race restart. I mean, that's going to be crazy back there for about twentieth place.
1: Yeah, I I honestly don't know why NASCAR doesn't do this more often with. Uh, with the COVID guidelines and not being able to, like, part of the reason that Kyle Larson is on this hot streak right now is because he gets to start up front every freaking week because mm. of the way the formula is set. Right. So you're taking the guy who's already dominating and then giving him pole or a top five starting position and just saying, all right, go dominate again,
0: you know? <laughs> right,
1: right. Um, so, like, I don't know why they don't do something like this where, okay, you know, and I'm not saying do it every race, but if you're not going to have qualifying in practice, why not kind of switch it up and make some of this mid pack racing, uh, more interesting Right. and say, you know, okay, race for 20th now. And if you take 20th in this race, you get to start in the poll tomorrow or next week or whatever.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Yep. Yeah. So, so that is the deal for the, uh, for the cup races this weekend. We have a a lot of racing and um, of course, the races are a little bit shorter each day, um, but it was a way for Pocono to keep both of their dates um, instead of losing one um, as as the schedule kind of changed um, a couple years ago. So um, I kind of like the doubleheader weekend. Um, I don't know how much I'll watch on Saturday. Um, I have plans on Saturday, but um, we'll try to. Re- I'll try to record it and watch when I get back. And then, of course, we have the X- SRX race on Saturday night uh, from Eldora Speedway. So um, plenty. Plenty of racing this weekend. Um, no matter what you want to watch. So, with that being said, first Clark, uh, let's jump into our fantasy picks. Uh, other than you already ruined one of mine.
1: <laughs> well, I go first for the first race this week. Okay. Uh, and I am kind of continuing down the path that I have been continuing down this entire quarter.
0: Are you continuing I'm down getting... the same path or no? Yes, the one that I've been continuing down. <laughs> a continuous path I've been continuing to uh, continue to go down. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah, that, right. that path that I've been on and I'm continuing to go down, <laughs> I'm going to continue to go down it here. And I am going to pick Hendrick Motorsports, William Byron for the first race. Willie uh, B. Willie B's, Willie B's been scoring a lot of points this season. He's doing really well in the points standings. And coincidentally, points matter in fantasy. So I'm going to say that he's going to go and uh, show some of this Hendrick, or continue to show this Hendrick Motorsports dominance that has been happening over the last, uh, I don't know, six weeks or so. Yeah. And I'm going to pick him and say that he's going to outscore Whoever you have to pick this week, since I already spoiled one of your picks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you already spoiled my pick for the second race. Um, I am going to go with Matt DeBenedetto for the second race, but for the first race, I'm actually going to go with Joey Logano. Um, I think Joey's going to get the win. Uh, you know, I, I do understand it's going to be hard to beat those Hendrick cars, but I think Joey's going to be the man to do it this weekend. Wrong. <laughs> Uh, who are you why'd picking you pick Matty D who are you I'll picking let you for go. the second race? I'll let you go. you let me go. Why'd you pick? Yeah. Why'd, why'd you pick, uh, Matty D? Uh, I just think he has a good shot at getting a good finish this, this, uh, this weekend, looking at his results from last year. Uh, he ran pretty solid and finished pretty solid. And, uh, of course he has his new crew chief too. So I, I think that 21 team is going to turn it around here. Um, 21 team actually, actually won a few um, few years ago at Pocono too, um, not with Matty D, of course. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think Matt's going to have a good run this weekend.
1: Yeah, I think he started P8 mm-hmm. and finished P6 last year or vice versa. Uh, he yeah. might have started sixth and then finished eighth. I'm not sure, but something along those lines. Uh, my pick for the second race of the weekend is going to be Denny Hamlin, Mr. Dennis um seems like every time we pick him well I was going to say it seems like every time we pick him he does bad but that's wrong 50% of the time we have picked him he has not done well I picked him for the Daytona 500 scored 52 points you picked him week 9 scored 55 points um and then since then you picked him week 17 and he scored 22 points, and I picked him week 10, and he scored 12. So two, two, uh, one very poor performance and one middle-of-the-pack uh, type performance has me a little nervous picking him, but he did win at Pocono last year, so um, I'm hoping that he kind of is the one that breaks through this Hendrick dominance on Sunday. And after Willie B continues the Hendrick dominance on Saturday and I end up with two more wins, not just, uh, and actually I would probably venture to say that I'm probably going to get two more wins.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. I, I think I'm going to sweep the weekend. Um, call me crazy for not picking a, a Hendrick car, but, um, I feel like I've, uh, exhausted a few of them there. And, and, uh, I feel I feel confident in uh, in a couple Ford picks this weekend, I really do.
1: Yeah, I hope you. I mean, I hope you're right. If Denny Hamlin doesn't win, I hope Matty D wins. But Joey Logano's <laughs> not beating William Byron, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We shall see, pal. We shall see. Well, we have a busy weekend on tap, full of racing, and uh, and I guess in some cases full of work. Here, you're about to jump on this call uh, for, uh, for your day job. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great weekend at the Tricky Triangle for, for, uh, the, uh, NASCAR circuit and, and ARCA and then SRX, uh, at Eldora on Saturday. And, uh, man, I can't, I can't wait to sit down and watch some. So, um, Clark, any closing thoughts before we, uh, before we jump off here tonight?
1: I don't know. I feel like it was a good episode, man. Uh, I got, got to speak some cryptocurrency, got to speak some Cocaine 600. Uh, <laughs> you're picking Matty D, my favorite driver, to potentially win this week. So hopefully you're right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for this week. Uh, SRX at Eldora. That's, that'll, that'll be a lot of fun if anybody's still listening at this point in the podcast. Uh, I would definitely check out SRX at Eldora. I feel like that's gonna be a that's gonna be quite the show. So
0: yeah, agreed. If uh, you know, so my plans didn't work out this weekend. Otherwise, um, you know, I I wish I would have known that we could have just went to Eldora this weekend. We, you know we're going to Slinger here in three weeks, but uh, you know, Eldora would have been just up the road for both of us. <laughs> but uh, yeah. and and we've been there before. We know what a good time it is. So,
1: but Slinger's gonna be a blast too. I Slinger mean, going is. to uh. Going to a Brewers game and then going to Slinger Speedway, where yeah, it's a mini Bristol, right? It kind yep. of looks like Bristol. It does. Um, that's that's gonna be a blast. So wish we could do both, but uh, yeah. honestly, I I would almost rather get out of Ohio <laughs> than go to <laughs> right. Eldora. Yeah, it's, so.
0: and we're gonna get to see a new racetrack too. So it'll be uh, it'll be a right. good trip for us. So. But, uh, but Clark, I know you got to jump on a call here tonight, uh, but it's been a good time. Another pretty quick episode, too. So uh, we're keeping them, keeping them short and sweet and, and full of fun and, and a lot of info, right? So uh, But for this episode of Life in the Fans Lane podcast, I'm Derek, he's Clark, and we will catch you next week.